Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. That's right. Hey, you know what? If someone speaks and it's not recorded, does anyone hear it? It didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody hears it. A fine Saturday matinee to you both, Steve, Andy. Welcome. Welcome to morning. Considering it's so early, you both are incredibly perky. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're usually the one who's uh, lead. Actually, it is. It's really Steve who leads the charge on perkiness on Saturday morning. Woo! I yeah. just That's was true. trying to keep upbeat, you know, because it's, it's bright and early. Have some caffeine. Let's go. Let's do this thing. <laughs> we're supposed to, uh, I believe we're supposed to talk about the Oscars. Is that what you, what's on the agenda for the morning? Oscar nominations are out. Yes, indeed. I feel like I'm going to have exactly as useful a conversation about this as I did the Golden Globes. No, it's slightly better. It should be slightly better, right? Marginally. Somewhat? Marginally? I I don't know. I feel like they just added more movies to the best picture. Uh, More movies that I still haven't uh, quite caught up on. I don't think they've added more. I mean, because obviously the Golden Globes had 10 nominees. Oh, that's right. They actually have eight. They've had less. Although although Roma's in the mix now. Yes. So have you guys have you guys watched uh, Roma yet? Not yet. No, I've not seen Roma. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody or Green Book, so I'm still behind on the same <laughs> the same yeah. goals. Yeah, but uh, you have you know the theaters are getting on board with this whole let's do a little screening of all the Oscar films. And interestingly enough, our local theater chain here, Harkins, they're promoting this, and I'm thirty five dollars for your like Oscar. What are they calling it? The Oscar Film Festival. And I looked. I said, wait, there's only seven films there. What's going yeah. on? No Roma, because I guess they assume, well, you're just going to watch that on Netflix, or Netflix isn't allowing it back in theaters. Was that it's part not of the an deal? Assumption. Uh, the theaters oh, the- there. There's like this boycott thing going on. Ah. Because um, because Netflix is a streaming service and the theaters are saying, nope, we're not going to have that. I'm like, hey, here, take my money. Oh, no, no. You keep that and give it to Netflix. We <laughs> yeah. don't want that money. Yeah. Okay, sure. And besides, what you know have? who uh, in the populace really cares about their little hissy fit? Exactly no one. Like yes. it, nobody is paying attention to their boycott of Netflix. Nobody cares. Yeah. Except it's getting more talk right now because of that. And it makes me wonder if the, well, I doubt the theaters are going to buckle, but it's just one of those things. It's like, it's just a stupid thing. They're just, it's just not helping anybody. Yeah. Yep. Not helping anybody. And not uh, people aren't saying, you know, as a result, people aren't seeing, I think I, you know, and I, I, I know that Netflix released this thing about watching, watching Roma and watching it on your cell phone, on your phone, whatever, whatever that's all about. It is, uh, it is a mesmerizing, um, (laughs) <laughs> beautiful uh strange meditation of a film and i uh i think it i would love more than anything to see it on the big screen i think this is it is a it's it's a real shame for the film because i think it would be terrific well, but, but I, as i said what i do is I, I i put it on my computer and i put the screen about three inches from my face Ah, and it works exactly the same way. It looks like IMAX, you guys. That's awesome. I can't see for about six hours after that, but it's fine. It's all fine. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, so if you guys had to fill in the other two slots since the Academy found it fit to not do so, uh, what would you guys put in there to bump it up to 10? Since they allow up to 10. They never, they've never done it since they changed that rule. But if you could, what would you put in there? Let's see. I think I mentioned in Discord, I, I, and I think we were all in agreement this summer that Eighth Grade was a really, really solid film. Absolutely. Eighth Grade would be one of them, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you know, if you can have, you know, something that's as outside, you know, sort of the, the mainstream as like the favorite, you know, sort of that art house indie thing, then, then why not something like Eighth Grade in there as well? So I would, that would be one of my picks. 
Okay. And and I and, think my my challenge is, you know, of course I'd put Spider-Man in there because I think Spider-Man yes. should be should get a best picture nod for sure. Uh, and I, I I hope that it hits it, it takes animated feature film, although you know, everything in the animated feature film category is is terrific. Um and although I haven't seen Mira, so I I guess I'm I'm behind there, but um, I, the other movies that I think should probably be considered are movies I haven't seen yet, like At Eternity's Gate or The Wife. Um, you know, I've heard so much about those performances of Willem Dafoe and Glenn Close that uh, it, it feels like you know those those are films that should should be recognized. But I and I don't know why they weren't. But um, I haven't seen them, so I'm I can't can't say yet. Yeah, I hear that they're performance films, maybe not best picture quality, but um, to that end, I'm still curious about them. But uh, yeah, for me, I'd put Spider-Man and If Beale Street Could Talk in there for those two slots. Mm -hmm. Yes. What yeah, about the uh, uh, acting categories? How are you guys feeling about those? Any Anyone missing for uh, actor or actress, as far as you guys are concerned? Um, I didn't do my homework to prep for this adequately, I guess Mr. Not. Nelson. I don't know what do you <laughs> think, Andy. Is that a loaded question? Do you have an answer I, on deck? <laughs> well, I, I certainly would love to. I mean, it's nominating really young actresses is yeah. is oh. something. I mean, it happens every now and then, but it yeah, always yeah. seems to be um one of those things where it's it's almost just like a nod to the the strength of their performance um but they're not going to win except in the odd cases of of uh kind of supporting like uh from the piano with um anna paquin yeah but i i still would love to have seen elsie fisher in there from eighth grade i just i thought her performance really captured really deserved it yeah everything oh, yeah. in that film is is really pretty wonderful um, and I haven't seen Roma, so I can't comment on Yalitza Aparicio, but, uh, and I haven't seen, can you ever forgive me? But I love Melissa McCarthy. Uh, still my pick has to be Olivia Coleman. I think she's so good. Um, but with Glenn Close having won, uh, uh, a golden globe, I mean, the two of them now are kind of, uh, I don't know if we'd call them the front runners, but, um, uh, Elsie Fisher for me is the big, the big one that's uh, missing right there. Um, but in supporting, you know, I thought Amy Adams was fine in Vice, but I certainly wouldn't have put her in there. Um, it, it wasn't a performance that stood out. I much rather, I don't know who I would put in in her place. Probably Margot Robbie from um, Mary Queen of Scots would would have been a choice I would have gone with. Oh yeah, yeah. Although, what I mean, what do you think about uh, the front runners in that one? If Amy Adams is obviously not the one that we're as excited about is it is it between uh regina king and the women from the favorite uh, you know i think the women from the favorite are going to cancel each other out and i think regina king will take it oh, i think so although too. again i haven't seen roma i think the story about roma is all in um you know the late yelitz aparizio and you know her story um you know not being not being an actress and uh, you know um kind of taking the taking the film uh, yeah so i i think if if anything pushes her as a front runner is that she's the one that stands out as the 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 non-performer who did something magical um so hmm. that'll be interesting to see so did you like marina de tavira in that film Yes, uh, uh, very much. Although, um, I you know, hearing how you talk about if Bill Street could talk, I I think it's that's probably the one. 
uh, since I still I haven't so. seen it. I'd love to see Regina King take an Oscar home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actor? I mean, <laughs> Christian Bale's great. Yeah. He got a lot of uh, grief after uh, his speech at the Golden Globes. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if that's yes. going to affect things. Um, uh, Rami Malek, I hear, is great. I know you loved his performance, Pete. Yeah, I was a big fan. Um, I, you know, personally, I would prefer to see Bradley Cooper win because, I mean, I just thought there was such honesty in his performance there. I feel like he's getting a weird backlash for having done so much on the film um, that weirdly seems to be affecting him. And I, 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 I hate that because I thought he was so good in the movie. What kind what done so much? What do you mean? I, I guess I'm not aware well, he, of this backlash. He, he directed he, it. He wrote it. He did all the vocal training to right. sing his own songs uh and then yeah, yeah and and then people are you know <laughs> like he's putting, he, he doesn't putting like actors the, out of work or something what is going on i don't no, know it's, and then, it's like yeah, it's i saw weird. an article they said it's like sort of the same backlash that ben affleck got where everybody was just like you know they're like bradley cooper's you know the next ben affleck where it's like here's this person that's able to do a lot of things and there's just for some reason this pushback and backlash of like oh you're too talented you're annoying or something like that i i don't yeah. understand it because i really enjoyed a star is born and i was really surprised that he didn't get a directing nomination for yeah that wow. disappointed me i don't care for that kind of talk at all oh, well okay. i think it doesn't help that he's also one of those uh actors who is not a huge fan of talking to the press yes you know <laughs> and and i think that just doesn't help because um, people want to see him being gracious and, and nice mm -hmm. and funny and all that sort of stuff. And he's, you know, tends to be a little more, I don't say dismissive, but uh, maybe just not interested <laughs> when mm -hmm. he's yeah. doing his interviews. So, but it's a shame because I think he's great. And like you mentioned, Pete, I hear Willem Dafoe is really amazing in that attorney skate. How about uh, supporting role? Can we talk a little I... bit about Green Book and how stupid it is? <sighs> <laughs> I want to see Sam Elliott win. I really, really do. And I think because he got nominated, I think everybody wants to see him win now, especially no, after his so. comments. <laughs> yeah. After he was nominated. Um, I hear Richard E. Grant is amazing and Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um, but uh, yeah, I absolutely want Sam Elliott to take it. I, I think if uh, I, I just, for the record, Mahershala Ali should have gotten the best actor um not for green book i it's really yes. frustrating and i my my hunch is i don't know you guys seem to be more astute on this than i am but my hunch is that they didn't want two uh best actors uh both of those guys getting best actors because they would do the favorite thing and they would cancel each other out but what are you going to do but it, mahershal yeah, yeah. should have gotten the best actor yeah. not out of that if so, they're going to split him it should have been him and vigo as supporting as supporting yeah. yes interesting he was literally supporting Mahershal Ali in the movie. He was the driver. He was the supporting role in the, literally the supporting function. And they didn't take it. It's, it nobody, the people who made that movie don't understand what they made. That, yes. And <laughs> editor's note, go see F film board, the green book for more information. About this. <laughs> yes. Oh, I still need to watch that one. Mm. you're gonna no, love it no, i'm sure you're no, gonna love no, you it because no, of the way don't. this has all turned out it's gonna be your best movie of the year i know i'll probably say it should have been best picture <laughs> oh, it's number one on my flick chart oh. <laughs> oh. 
Yuck. Oh, oh so my. funny. Okay. The um, what else? Any other things? Oh, you know, I have to comment on the best songs. I don't. I I try to as soon as <laughs> that's a very easy one to like check off your list of things. Yeah. To, <laughs> to, things to prep for before Oscars. So I yeah. listened to all five of those. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, seriously, this is what they're going with. All the stars from Black Panther, fine. It's 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 fine. It's not a bad song. It's fine. All fight from RBG is so forgettable, and the cowboy song from uh, the Ballad of Buster oh, Scruggs. I, I love that song. It's it's cute. It's done in kind of the spirit of the the old cowboy yes. tunes yeah. from you know a hundred years ago. But it's God, it's just freaking boring. I just really didn't like it. <laughs> For me, I would it would be. I could easily I could fill it with all five of spots from a star is born because yes. they're so strong. But, you know, I'm fine throwing a Mary Poppins song in there. I really love the song from um, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, which I thought was <laughs> really uh, kind of a funny uh, twist on Disney princess songs. Um, uh, but but honestly, I mean, this it, it was just it's a shame that they only put one uh, star is born song forward i i guess because again they're maybe trying to avoid right. the the favorite dilemma yeah yeah I, I i agree i as i saw the the nominations i i had just seen rbg because it's on hulu just watched it like two weeks ago and i said what there was a song in that movie what i, I don't <laughs> i don't remember this at all oh, everything yes, else i you, thought and okay. she sings it don't you remember yes I can't exactly it. oh I, <laughs> the rbg song <laughs> yeah exactly and then uh now i haven't seen the you know mary poppins so i i don't know and that's another one where i thought there would have been maybe more than one from easily that. could have been yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so i don't i don't understand but that's well, you know i i want to jump to directing because we've got it's it's yeah an interesting uh, matchup with Spike Lee and uh, I haven't seen Cold War um, uh, but uh, you know Yorgos Lanthimos from The Favorite and Adam McKay's gotten a nod again for Vice and Alfonso Cuaron he's up again for Roma I, what do you think? I haven't seen Cold War either uh, I was actually it, it really piqued my curiosity that two of the films nominated for Best Foreign Film um, the directors are in here now I mean yes. granted yeah. uh, Roma is also nominated for Best Picture mm-hmm. But still, it, it's uh, it was an interesting surprise I wasn't expecting. Um, I love seeing Yorgos Lanthimos in there. Absolutely. Uh, Adam McKay, I actually felt he overdirected Vice a little bit. If anything, I would say I uh, agreed more with his uh, his writing nomination more than uh, more than directing. I, I don't know. I just I felt like it was a little too much this time. I thought it worked really nicely for. Um, the big uh, short, big short, yeah. But this one, it was just—I I think he was going a little too far, and so I wouldn't put him in there at all. I, I loved seeing Spike Lee in there. I think that's great. If I had to pick somebody else, I actually would go with the uh, the Spider-Man directors. I thought they did an amazing oh, yes. way putting that thing together in one of the most creative films of the year. I think Alfonso Cuarón might take it. I- you think it's it's interesting if you look at the trend of best directors over the past few years because he got it in 2013 for gravity and then you had uh, alejandro doing a back-to-back with birdman and the revenant and actually i think damien chazelle is the only american that has won in this decade 
because uh, you had Tom Hooper in 2010 for the King's Speech and mm-hmm. ha- has, has I don't know, has an vicious for the artist. So we, at Angley, Life of Pi. So again, when we look at... Oh, there's uh, one I forgot. Yeah. Yes. Exa- and then it goes back to Catherine Bigelow in 2009 for The Hurt Locker. So you we don't have a lot of American directors that are getting, you know, best director. It, it's, it, I appreciate that we've got a lot of diversity in that but then if if Quaron wins then it's like okay you've got he's got two you know and in, in, in Alejandro are you, are you making him. the spread the wealth argument no I'm just saying <laughs> look at look at the quality of no I'm not making spread the wealth okay. it's where where are the quality American directors they're they need to raise their game they need to raise their game now there have been some, I mean you had P.T. Anderson last year and Greta Gerwig, but uh, and, and Jordan Peele, I guess. But uh, yeah, I think I don't know if the Academy is taking that approach of we're going to be a little bit more diverse in this. If there's been I don't know pressure or concern about the Oscars being so white, I don't know. But I'm well. I would love to have seen Barry Jenkins in there for a field yes. to talk. Also, yeah. Um, so if I if I had my druthers again. I haven't seen Cold War Aroma, but Mm -hmm. just for sake of argument, I'm going to cancel one of those and Vice, and then I'll throw the Spider-Man directors and Barry Jenkins in there. So there, I'm putting some more Americans in there for you. There you go. Okay. (laughs) But of the choices, and again, I've only seen uh, three of the five, uh, I feel like I'd go with Yorgos Lanthimos. Uh, The directing in The Favorite was, was stellar work, but... I'm totally content if Spike Lee takes it. I thought yes. uh, Black yeah. Klansman was just, I, I think it's his best film. I, I actually, I'd be excited for any one of these directors to win, um, even for the films I haven't seen. <laughs> there isn't a name in here that I'm, I'm not interested in seeing yeah. uh, elevated right. with a, or, or uh, you know, with an about time kind of an award. I, if, you know, if Adam McKay wins, he wins it for, uh, you know the big short just as much as he he win it for this one you know yes uh so uh anyway let's uh any any uh, other uh categories you guys want to weigh in on um just going back to music i have to jump into the score real quick um it's a weirdly nominated thing there too i would not put black Klansman in i don't think it's terrence blanchard's best yeah if beale street could talk has great themes but i don't know if i'd have picked it Isle of Dogs is just like Japanese drumming for the soundtrack. So I don't know why that one was even considered. I think Black Panther and Mary Poppins Returns are great. but And I know people found the film to be generally pretty boring. But I think Solo, the score actually is is it a is really great. fun ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, I don't know what else I'd put in there. But I'd certainly take at least those three out. And of the choices, I think Mary Poppins Returns should win because Mark Shaman did an amazing job of making an incredibly consistent uh, score that feels very much at home with what the Sherman brothers did uh, back in the 60s with the original film. I think that'll probably take it as a result of Boy, exactly so. what you just yeah. described. Like yes. it is it, it's the most of a family. Um, and, and that was that is an incredibly difficult thing to do. Yeah, but Black Panther could take it because it is pretty impressive with the amount of um, kind of the African instrumentation that uh, Gorenson brought into it. And I wouldn't be disappointed if that won. Um, but still, I think Mary Poppins Returns probably deserves it more. Yeah. Speaking of Black Klansmen, or no, not Black Klansmen, Black Panther. I got to mm-hmm. keep my film straight. Uh, <laughs> I That was one where usually 
going to costume design, it's usually the period pieces when you've got the favorite in there. But when you look at uh, Black Panther, and I was just watching on uh, the Infinity War on iTunes, one of the extras is this director's roundtable. And it, they've got uh, James Gunn and John Favreau and um, Ryan Coogler and, oh my gosh, the uh the russos the brothers the russos and they're talking about everything and they said what was really interesting for kugler was his challenge was he didn't get to cast black panther that had already been decided before and so he had to deal with that casting decision he said it was it was great i had to you know was looking forward to working with you know chadwick boseman but what everybody else said was he got to focus on world building because he had character already there and to me that is really the strength of black panther is looking at the costume design and creating wakanda everybody else just dealt with oh we're shooting in new york we're shooting in you know right europe he had he had to create an entire new world it's sort of like lord of the rings scale of you've got the different tribes and the costumes and that whole world and for me, I would really like to see that film recognized for the costume design, production design of really creating with, you know, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a really sort of unique world uh, in this su- superhero film. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's a I, I think that's a for production design, for costumes, for yeah. all of those. The interesting one for me, and I, I think in that regard, too, is is for visual effects that, um, yes. you know, the Black Panther does not get nominated, but they throw Infinity War in there. Yeah. Um you know, again, because Black Panther dominates every other category for Marvel, it seems yeah. like they um, had to do that. But uh, what a another interesting mix of films to to look at visually. Yes. Uh, with Infinity War, Ready Player One, Solo, First Man, and Christopher Robin. <laughs> hey, the visual yes. effects in that were incredible. They were absolutely incredible. You're, I'm not saying that. It's just weird watching yes. it with that list yeah. of other films. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it is actually a pretty solid list, though. I, and yeah. I haven't seen First Man, but I, you know, I'm assuming it looks it's Apollo 13 level visual effects. Mm. No, no, okay. no, there's not a lot of it's it's more subtle. Yes, hmm. and and sh- shaky. There's a lot shaky. of there's a lot of shaky. <laughs> they did. They yes. should be a special category for visual vibration yes. effects. It's like a subcategory. Yes. First Man would take it. <laughs> Now, I think if you go back and listen to the film board on that one, you you might think they could get visual effects if they were able to give Ryan Gosling emotions in that movie. Then oh, they might get Steve, a for crying out loud. Do not. That is weak sauce. <laughs> oh. Oh, well. All right. All right. All right. Let's do trailers. Let's do it. Uh, do you, we have you, an 824? You tempted me with a with a red band. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Although uh predictably you did not take it. You did yeah, not. Yeah, that's cuz it, it looks like something I will absolutely hate. <laughs> so, I'll let yeah. you pick it and then I can complain right. about it. Well, I I'm not doing that, but I will go first. I'm doing mm-hmm. uh extremely wicked, uh shockingly evil and vile. Uh, how into the the Ted Bundy thing were you guys? Uh you know, not, when it, when not it was at all. On? I no, was no. uh I watched the Mark Harmon uh TV movie. Uh-huh. But I think I was too young for my parents to want me to be paying too much attention to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the time. So I think I didn't uh my I think the the uh, uh Mark Harmon 
uh, TV movie was my first introduction to that. And uh, it was a pretty horrific story to learn about. Yeah, it's a it's a terrible story. It's a, a really terrible story. Um, and I think the Mark Harmon TV movie actually was good. I think it was really solid. And Mark Harmon did a, a, a you know, an apt performance of, of this terrible you know, person. Uh, but man, when this trailer comes on and you see Zac Efron uh, embody Ted Bundy, this horrific serial killer who is known predominantly beyond kidnapping and killing young women, predominantly for his charisma, uh, it, it is... Th- it's like he's born to play this role. I was, you know, I thought he was born to just be the showman, the song and dance showman, but he has, I mean, this trailer blew me away uh, with his performance because I, I, I was a little bit addicted when I went through my American psycho phase, I was a little bit addicted with watching uh, Ted Bundy stuff. And, I feel like this this is uh, um, this is really going to be his this is going to be a big one for him if people can get over the fact that it's a it's about a a real life, truly horrific figure. But what I like so much about the film is that it's it is a perspective film that's shown from uh, the perspective of his girlfriend, Elizabeth Klopfer, uh, who is put in this position of having to figure out, hey, um, I think I'm hearing these these rumors that you're kind of a bad guy and I need to adapt to this new world. And uh, I mean, it's a Valley of Despair movie <laughs> trying to when you discover your boyfriend's a serial killer played by Lily Collins. Uh, I, I think she's uh, she just looks great in this thing. We have uh, John Malkovich as a, a surly judge and uh, we get just a little bit of some of the antics that that uh, Bundy pulled in the courtroom. Uh, but uh, overall, I mean, it it looks vaudeville but what's so funny about it is that it, that's that is how it was uh that's how it came across that's how he sort of ran the media at the time and uh so uh, to me this movie uh you know it's gonna it's directed by joe uh, berlinger written by uh, michael Vervey, and i think this is going to be a, a movie about the his, this historical figure but every bit about um, media and relationships and i i'm very much looking forward to this film yeah, I've got some uh, some buddies who worked on it, and I've heard nothing but amazing stories. They're actually up at Sundance now with it, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, not in any capacity where you know they're on stage uh, answering questions or anything like that. But I think just thrilled to have been a part of a movie that they're so proud of, and um, so I am very much excited about this one. I've been hearing it for about it for a while, and I cannot wait to see what uh, Zaf- Zach Efron brings to the table with it. Yeah, I, I should add, you know, it's it, we, the IMDb six star rule this right now. Not very many votes, but you guys, 9.4 yeah. uh, on the IMDb yeah. six star rule. <laughs> well, Pete, if you need more Ted Bundy and this, I started getting paranoid because I watched this trailer and then I start up Netflix and what is featured the yes. Netflix Ted Bundy documentary <laughs> series. And I thought, <laughs> is Netflix now spying on my Internet traffic? What is going on everybody's because this, this is your internet it's, it's freaking me out i watched this ted bundy trailer now netflix is like hey here watch this documentary series about ted bundy you creep um <laughs> but no this i i am really impressed this was not on my radar at all but i am really looking forward to to this one i'm not a a huge fan of like serial killer things but there are some you know that have been done really well in the past couple of years uh the netflix series um 
that uh, David Fincher was behind uh, was that Mind Hunter, I believe. You know, I didn't um, watch that one. Wow, I what? Oh, my, I can't believe oh. I didn't catch that. Oh, it's amazing yeah. because it is really about the original like profiling of serial killers and these two agents that are trying to figure this whole thing out and they, they coin the phrase serial killer. It's a great series. I highly recommend it if you're into this sort of true crime uh, piece. It's really well done, uh, really compelling series on Netflix. And I'm dying for uh, season two to come out. Noted. Yes. This one, uh, the only release date we've got is Sundance. Uh, it's the January 26th, 2019 uh, is its uh, big premiere. And, you know, that means today. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's getting its premiere today. I'm hoping to see that uh, IMDb uh, rating stay right where it is. Uh, and uh, I, I guess what what's the what's the usual lag time from Sundance. I mean, a movie this popular is probably going to get picked up for distribution right away. Uh, we're going to see it in the fall. It looks like it's like a winter movie. Yeah. feels very yeah, much like it, a movie. I think this, we'll see it at the, towards the end of this year, but uh, that, that's when I would hope to see it. Yeah. Yes. That's Whereas it. Whereas I've got, you know, ridiculous summer fun movie that's coming out on February 8th. <laughs> because a movie about a legendary American war veteran that is recruited to hunt a mythical creature. If it's not on sci-fi, it you know, that's you know, your your summer fun movie for kids. But as I said on Discord, this is one this is why I'm really pulling first for Sam Elliott, because I want this movie. I cannot wait for the, the ads, the posters to say Oscar winner Sam Elliott in The Man Who Killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. <laughs> because this movie is bonkers. I didn't I come came across this. It's written and directed by Robert Krzyzowski. He previously directed a little short called Elsie Hooper that was based on an online comic that he wrote, but this is his first feature film and I don't know what to make of it because I it takes itself so earnestly of Sam Elliott as this like war veteran and the government agents track him down because they know he was part of the secret plot that killed Hitler and they need him to take out Bigfoot who apparently is carrying the next plague. Uh, and if Bigfoot isn't taken out, it's going to cause, you know, just massive, you know, deaths on a you know global scale because of whatever virus the Bigfoot is carrying. So they recruit him to take out the Bigfoot. How can this movie not be fun? I'm, I'm thinking I, I, you know, Andy, I had said the the whole like you know Nazis in space thing. I think this one just becomes part of that binge that I do, where I've got Nazis <laughs> on the moon, and then, well, here's the other version where Hitler dies, and then we go after the Bigfoot. So, Fe- February eighth. I mean, it's. I can't I just wait love for that this they, movie. I love that they call it the Bigfoot. Yeah. Also, yes. which is which is I've never heard, but it's so absurd the whole thing. But you're right. They it's it's unlike the Sky Sharks type of story. This one is it's like a very serious story about this this guy who's really doing all this. So I don't know. It just it makes me laugh watching this because I feel like they're they're being very serious with it. But it looks. Yeah. I don't know. It looks bonkers still. It's it's a funny movie because it feels like uh they take the the opening which is very literal he kills you know hitler and then it's a metaphor 
for killing Hitler <laughs> in killing the Bigfoot. And it's yes. it is a movie that's taking it uh, like it's it's so meta in its kind of weird uh, self critique. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think Sam Elliott's gonna. I, I think he's he's just gonna dominate in this movie. I cannot <laughs> wait. But but I have to bring up. Uh, uh, oh God, goodness, what's his name? Livingston. Uh, Ron, Liv- Ron, Ron Livingston, Livingston yeah. is is yes. Man, look, that guy's still he's still around. I've missed him. <laughs> I've missed him so much. I feel like I haven't seen his face in a number of years, and uh, I really like that guy, and I'm I'm excited yeah. to see him uh, on the big screen again. Yeah. Well, you can do that on February 8th, hopefully. Outstanding. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> well, all right. For my trailer, I you know Pete really wanted me to uh, continue the Zac Efron <laughs> trail, but uh, I just yeah. couldn't go with that one. So I went with uh, a film that I thought looked much more interesting. It's called The Death life of john f donovan or uh, i think the french version it's uh, my life with john f donovan this is a, it's you know i was i was kind of it piqued my curiosity when i saw the trailer because it has a lot of people that i like in it and uh you know there's kit harrington natalie portman jacob tremblay uh susan sarandon kathy bates tandy newton um apparently um oh what's her name uh, was in it too before she was left on the cutting room floor. I can't even remember at this point. Um, uh, Jessica Chastain, she's left on the cutting oh. room floor. I don't oh. know who does that to Jessica Chastain. No, one does not why? do that but to Jessica no. Chastain. Wow. But it was done here. Uh, this uh, it it looks like a really interesting story about a a young boy who started this, who sent a letter to a famous actor and started this. Uh, the actor actually wrote back, and they became pen pals. But it was like this secret and. Uh, and then later in life, um, the actor uh, kills himself, I believe. And this boy, uh, now grown up as an actor, is uh, you know kind of reveals this uh, this relationship, this story that he had with this this person as a kid. Um, it sounds really interesting. I, I like the vibe of it. I like the the feel that I get from Kit Harrington as this actor who's struggling with his place as being this this famous person and what all that means and everything. Um, but I've got to say, as you know, okay, it's got the 5.9 on IMDb, so it makes mm. me a little worried. And then I read about it because it premiered at uh, Toronto this past fall, and it has just been panned by critics. Like, everybody hates it. They say it's soapy, it's clumsy, it's a dubious mess. Uh, it's major flaws. It's half-baked, cumbersome, overlong psychodrama. Um, with all of that, I don't know if I'm excited about it anymore. It makes me sad because I think it looks like it has the potential to be really interesting. Uh, this is the first English language film directed by Javier Dolan, who um, has made such films as Mommy, which got uh, quite a bit of praise when it came out. I hadn't seen it, but I remember hearing quite a bit about it. Also, I killed my mother, and uh, it's only the end of the world. But um, I don't know. I guess I was uh, excited when I saw this trailer, and and now I feel a little concerned. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm there with you because it reminded me of uh, what was that Will Smith one uh, from like a couple years ago that had like yeah we're... Oh, with Kate Winslet, and it was like some spiritual thing and i'm like looking at this cast uh collateral beauty 
You know, they came out and it was like that was one where they use the words collateral beauty in the movie. And I was like, screw you. I'm not seeing this stupid thing. (laughs) But you look at that cast. I mean, Will Smith, Ed Norton, Kate Winslet, Helen Mirren, Keira Knightley. I mean, just like you're like, wow, here's this great cast. And the but then, yes, you you've got this high drama, this melodrama going on. And it has the potential for being a really powerful movie or just being a disaster and that's my concern with this i hadn't heard anything about it i watched this trailer i said wow this is an amazing cast really interesting concept but i feel like as you start to peel away or ask questions like well what is this really about the relationship between these two it's got to say something really important and it seems like in the trailer where it's it's teasing at that of you know what it means to be a celebrity and he, you know we've got some scenes where you know he's John F. Donovan's talking about, you know, is he taking the place of somebody else that mm-hmm. should be, you know, famous like this? And, you know, what does that mean? And those are a lot of, they're, they're big questions. They're complex issues. And if it's not handled well, it, yeah, it'll spiral into just what it sounds like it has become, which is not very good. Well, yeah. that, was, that was my first reaction to it was, I just yeah. don't understand what story they're trying to tell. Yes. Um, is this yes. a story about a, a weird, like the, it's, it, it becomes, is it a thriller? Is it like a weird, it did, did Kit Harrington do something wrong? Um, you know, was it an, like a weird sort of incest story? Was he trying to like, or not incest, but is it a weird like child abuse story? Is there like some sort of inappropriate relationship? Is that what we're supposed to get? I'm just not sure what the story is that they're trying to tell and it didn't make me feel provoked in a good way right it it, it yes just made me a little frustrated not intrigued and uh so it's it, it is, i think the collateral beauty uh parallel is is really good because i i think it's it's a great cast and on that level it 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 does intrigue me it provokes me to want to to look further but you know it it just didn't uh it didn't connect uh the the trail it's it's not a great trailer I guess in that regard, it's not a great trailer for me. Uh, that that it doesn't um, it it doesn't tell me enough about what should intrigue me. It just presents a lot of a lot of signal uh, or a lot of noise and and less signal uh, for the yes. story. So I struggle with that. Yeah. Well, it uh, like I said, it premiered at Toronto last fall. It's got uh, release in Italy. And France in March, and uh, that's it. It hasn't been announced anywhere else. Uh, so I wonder if it's going to be something that kind of disappears, um, and uh, you know, maybe down the road, uh, Stephen JJ will resurrect it and yeah. discuss it on the, on oh, the trailer this is, rewind. To yeah, see eager trailer rewind fodder. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's something that won't give JJ nightmares or put exactly. him on an emotional roller coaster that I've done. The- past few times so yes he might appreciate something like this although this is one of those things where again the suicide may be you know how how is that handled you know is that on screen and is it really about that emotional arc it's in, you know on yeah. wikipedia it says the film deals with themes of celebrity tabloid media in hollywood mother-son relationships and homosexuality which makes oh. me oh. makes me think that the suicide yeah. dealt around that and, yeah. and his role as an actor and i can see that actually unfolding in an interesting way but it just sounds like it didn't happen yep yeah oh well all right anyway there's my trailer let's do it let's do the list okay Uh, we're (laughs) i got Uh, a lot of movies on my list you guys a lot so we went with uh rocky Uh and the uh the listeners picked um it doesn't always matter about winning that's right it's not always about the winning isn't everything (laughs) 
Uh, all right, I'm going to go first because yes, yeah, because I went first on the last one. Now I'm going to do uh, a movie <laughs> that. Um, Oh, this was it was a hard one to watch. It's a 1989 film that I really liked. I really liked because I still listen to the score in regular rotation. Uh, the score is beautiful and haunting. And as it happens at the end of the film, every main character is shot and killed in a brutal Civil War battle scene. This is glory. Uh, it, it is a, you know, that final charge on the big fort. And Matthew Broderick, he goes first, and then they raise the flag, and everyone else is shot and buried in a mass grave. <laughs> and it is really disappointing. And, and that is the theme, I think, of all of my picks, that that it, it almost doesn't matter, uh, you know, how, uh, how you, you know, if there's any sort of, of tie at the end. The films that I picked are so sad at the end <laughs> that, that they don't feel all that great. So anyway, I'm so starting with you're glory. You're not going for inspirational I did, losses. I found it hard to to land inspirational losses on my list. They just didn't come. Well, we'll see. We'll see how I do. But that's my first film is Glory, uh, Brutal Battle. Every main character is dead at the end of the film. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. It's not always okay. about winning. It's not. No, it, it, it isn't. But it doesn't have to make you depressed. That you want to just. <laughs> oh, you just just. Life's wait. not wait. just. Okay. Wait. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right, All right, Steve. What's what's yours? Okay. All right. This is a film that I just stumbled across, and well, okay. See if you can if you remember this movie because it's one that flew under the radar. It's got Joel Edgerton, Tom Hardy, Nick Nolte, Frank Grillo, Jennifer Morrison. 2011 no ring any I bells i know what you're no. talking about but i've you know, never watched you, it. you've never seen oh my gosh when it comes to movies that aren't about winning when you've got two brothers that have been you know separated you know out of touch with each other and they just happen to enter the same like mixed martial arts you know competition to to prove that they're the best and they each have legitimate reasons and it comes down to the two of them it's really not about who wins but it's really about the reconciliation between these brothers in this final fight in the cage in 2011's warrior i i love this movie because i didn't know what to expect from it and as we build towards the big fight i'm like it's not like you're rooting for one brother over the other because they each have their own reasons for why they're doing this that you fully understand. So I thought I'm fine with either one of them winning. So it's not really about the winning. It's about these two brothers. And uh, that's that's my first pick on this list. And you don't want to die after watching this movie. It's very <laughs> invigorating. Although it does it does make you not want to ever approach Tom Hardy because he is just so bulked up in this and the way he takes guys out. There was one scene where he just walks in the ring, just decks the guy in the face. Guy goes down, he walks out. It's like a five second fight. It's amazing. Don't mess with Tom Hardy in this movie. He's no, a beast. of course, don't. I'd ever love to mess see that that blended with venom. So y- yes, he, in the middle of the fight, he just venoms out and eats the other guy. <laughs> Well, while 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 wearing the bane mask so you can't understand what he's saying yes all right well i'm going to try keeping my list uh i i have a variety and i i certainly have a number of options that are the the dark uh version that pete's traveling down but i think i'm going to keep mine um uh, light and inspiring sports films okay um <laughs> 
just to counterpoint inspiring that. Inspiring sports films where it's not about winning. Okay. Where it's I'm, not about I'm winning. Curious. I'm curious. Uh, my first pick is, it's a movie that I I don't think was perfect. Um, and it certainly uh, isn't um, completely accurate to um, the realities of the true uh, Olympic tale that it's based on. But I still got all the feels at the end of 1993's Cool Runnings that John Turtletaub directed. This was, of course, about the Jamaican bobsledders, and uh, they're trying to win, but in the end, they don't. They crash, and they don't win the Olympic medal. But what they do do is pick up their bobsled and walk it across the finish line to thunderous applause, and it was very inspiring just to see that it's, you know, it's just like Rocky. It's about finishing. It's not necessarily about winning. So that's my first pick, Cool Runnings. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, I've seen it. I haven't I, seen it. I feel good about so that I pick. Just, I, it's, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. it still is inspiring. And I will say, uh, John Candy as their trainer. That was it. It was a really yeah. nice role to see him um, uh, pop up in this. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, but it's, a, it's a fun cast. I had a lot of, a lot of fun with it. So, uh, so okay. anyway, give All it a right. try. All right. All right. So for a not fun movie, Pete, what do you have for us? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the list is so long of movies that make me feel like crap. <laughs> movies where you think the message is we're gonna we're gonna change the world with how good we feel about things. And then we're gonna then we're gonna rip the carpet right out from under you. You're gonna fall and on your head, and you're gonna you're gonna walk out of the film in a complete daze. Uh, this movie in particular is one that I went into thinking, wow, um, I this is gonna change the way I think about uh, doing doing things for other people. It's gonna change the way I think about. Um, uh, you know, my relationship with the world around me, it's going to make me, you know, uh, it's when someone does something for me, I'm going to pay it forward. Uh, it's, <sighs> it is the story of young Trevor, young Haley, Joel Osment and he, his efforts to, to do, to, to pay the favor forward. He does a favor for three people asking them to pay it forward. And you think, oh, this is going to be great. And then you know what else? It's about like cigarette burns on skin. And then finally, young Trevor gets stabbed. <laughs> He's stabbed in the schoolyard and he dies. What are you doing, movie? Ah, I hated that so much. This was not, he did not win. He did not win the movie. This is the worst thing ever, director Mimi Letter, screenplay Leslie Dixon. You're smart and wonderful people, and oh my god! <laughs> you may continue. I hated I... that movie so much. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos for having the balls to put it on your list. <laughs> this was, this is, like, all of my movies share this kind of feeling. Like, it is... Like, go just, you know what, go watch the, there's, I'm sure you could find the YouTube clip of the end. If you want to see why this movie doesn't turn it around and doesn't pay it forward and you'll never want to watch it again, this is why. It's like My Girl. Ugh, no. What a terrible that's not, that was a good you, movie, though. Okay. Was a, you this was not okay. a good movie. But that wouldn't, there's nothing about My Girl where you think this is going to be a movie about winning. Right, it's no, unless you're right. you think you're getting right. no, the girl it's, it's, is winning. No, but, no, 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 and yeah. that's uh, that's why yeah. I wouldn't put it on the this yeah. particular list. But it's that right. same yeah. feeling. You're gonna you're gonna take this. We're moving in a direction where we're where where um, you know characters are changing, and then they're stabbed in the schoolyard or attacked by bees. 
<laughs> and they're kids. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if anything, it's it's ended up uh, giving me a few free coffees from time to time when I go through the line of <laughs> there, Starbucks there and somebody's go. decided to pay for yeah. it. Oh, I'm all over so, that. But you, I guarantee yeah. you none yeah. of those people have seen this movie. Or they would not they would not be paying for your coffee. <laughs> They're waiting for me to stab them out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. On a lighter note. We're going to 2000, and we're going to Peyton Reed, and one of my... For a while, I oh. considered this a guilty pleasure. I've considered this a guilty pleasure, but then it spawned this ridiculous franchise. But you go back to 2000, the original Bring It On, where it's about cheerleaders <laughs> discovering they're using stolen routines. And so we go to the national championships, and they have... They're finally they're after all kinds of disasters, their own original routine. They end up not winning. And you feel fine with that because the Clovers are the ones that deserve to win. And for our, our Toros, the fact that they were able to put their own routine, original material together and perform is satisfying enough. And this one is it's one to put in your rotation to watch every couple of years because it's just has such a great tone. It's so much fun. And you can see that why they would have selected Peyton Reed for the Ant-Man franchise. It's just, yes, I love this movie. You stole my number one. Oh, no. outstanding. Excellent. Steal. Okay. I'm going to have to go with the dark one for my, my number okay. one now. It's All on right. you, man. It's on you. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, Bring It On uh, is such a great movie. I really just totally fell in love with it, which totally surprised me. Yeah. It's just, it's that good. Yeah. Oh, yes. That was definitely on my list, but the list was so long. What are you (laughs) talking about? You've got the dark depression list. What is that? Yeah. No. For my number, for my number two, I am, um, I'm looking at a uh, directorial debut from Drew Barrymore, 2009's Ah, With It, which is uh, really, you know, it's, it's not the greatest film. But it kind of like my last film. It's fun enough, and it uh, kind of gives you the feels. It's about a young kind of misfit girl who, whose mom's a former beauty queen, and and wants uh, wishes that she would get into that sort of stuff. But she ends up falling in with some roller derby ladies, and uh, and joins the Hurl Scouts. And uh, it, it's just this really fun story where Ellen Page totally gets into this world of roller derby uh, 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 competition and uh, with her team, they push to win, but in the end they don't, but that's okay because it's really about them um, all getting along finally. And at the end it wins with them chanting, we're number two, we're number two, Yes, which was great. So I, I had a lot of fun with this one. Again, it's not perfect, but you know, Drew Barrymore, I think, brings a lot of uh, the right stuff to it. So it's definitely worth checking out. Whip it. Totally. And it's it's one of those movies that it's it's in a world that I don't uh, I don't live in that world. <laughs> right. And right. so I, I yes. feel like I learned something, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, it was great. So uh, is it my turn? Is it number three already? Yeah, How, yeah. number three. How am I going to narrow this down, you guys? <laughs> um, I'm going to save like nine for uh, bonus picks. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to turn. I'm going to turn it on its ear a little bit. I'm going to turn it on its ear. Uh, this is a film of my youth. This film was released April seventh, nineteen seventy six. So, needless to say, I did not see it when it came out. Uh, I saw it probably, yeah, I don't know, eight or ten years later. Um, it is the story of a, a, 
a, a poor uh, baseball team that just can't quite get it together. And as it turns out, they never quite get it together, but they do get the free beer. This is the bad news bears. Uh, I uh, Nobody dies in this movie. Uh, as far as I remember, does anybody die? I don't think anybody dies. Nobody's <laughs> no, stabbed. No children are stabbed. Drink beer and smoke cigarettes. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much yeah. all it is. And my memory of this movie is uh, a wonderful one. Uh, Walter Matthau is obviously always <laughs> transcendent as the, uh, you know, the drunk ex-baseball player. Uh, but we also get young Tatum O'Neill. We get young Jackie Earl Haley. We get, you know, we get these young actors that uh, were really terrific as as the Bears, as the kids. And um, I, uh, my, I just have a great feeling about this. And at the end of the film, they lose seven to six. Uh, they don't win the championship, but they do have the satisfaction of coming a long way. There you go. Bad News Bears. Did yes. I steal it from anybody? No, it was on my list. It was on my list. All right. So it was the other positive sports movie I was going to go with. But uh, anyway, all right, (laughs) I'm going negative. So, Steve, let's Uh, hear your final pick. Okay. so my final pick is one of my uh, favorite ones because it's uh, about competition and and kids, because it it really is about doing your best, not necessarily winning. And when we've got a protagonist that we've been following along through their struggles and sees that their competitor has this just really you know you know one of those crazy parents that it's all about winning and that's all that matters and our hero is willing to say you know what if it's more important to that dad that that he win then i'm fine with this uh but ultimately her opponent says no no i i want to i want you to bring your best game so if, if I'm going to win, it's truly winning, and they end up in a tie when it comes down to the spelling B in Aquila and the B. They end up in oh. a tie because it's not about winning. It's about doing your best and, and learning who you are. Great movie for kids. If you haven't seen it, I think I've probably mentioned it on the show a couple of times, but it is one of my, my favorites. Totally. I haven't seen it. I need to watch it. It's yes. just that's that's lovely. one to sit down with your kid. Your yeah. kids will love this movie. It's so, so much better than pay it forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the pay yes, it forward it scale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of great endings. So that's much awesome. better. Well, for my last one, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm going a little darker. This is a, a big, I'm torn because I have two options, but I think one weirdly, uh, ends up being about winning and the negative costs of that. So I'm not going to pick that one. I'm going to go instead okay. with Braveheart, which actually is about the same thing. <laughs> Trying to win, <laughs> but they don't. But really, they, they do. do. They do win. He dies, but they still win. That, well, it's, the yeah, in, in the story of yes. William Wallace, um, Yeah, they're trying to win uh, freedom from uh, King Edward I of England. And uh, and. They uh, catch him and kill him, but by doing so, it does change uh, change things. Uh, but for poor William Wallace, um, it didn't work out so well. <laughs> no. So that's my final pick, Braveheart. <laughs> so I was tempted to go with The Vanishing, but it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, oh, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> he wins. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. When <laughs> what he thought. See, the other one I had on my list was Million Dollar Baby because I thought it was going to be a movie about boxing, but it ended up not being about boxing. So mm-hmm. right, right. As yeah. it turns out, are many movies about boxing. Yes. Uh, they're not true. movies about boxing. I had I had two 
Tom Hanks movies, uh, obviously you'd have to put Saving Private Ryan uh, on there. He does not uh, meet with a, a good end. But then it just became about movies where the character that you like so much gets gets dead in a way that you don't <laughs> like. And so I had the other Tom Hanks movies, Turner and Hooch. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh Hooch. Yeah. Oh, we hardly knew ye. Of course, uh, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, Heather Langenkamp gets skewered. That was a surprise. Uh, but, uh, you know, ultimately that movie came to an end, which is a win in and of itself. Uh, yes. School of Rock was the kind of redemptive movie that I had on there. They don't actually yeah. win the big competition, but they do get a School of Rock out of it, which is cool. <laughs> All right. What are we doing this week? All right. Rocky 2. Uh, I think we should say... It is about winning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when winning is everything. Okay. <laughs> that has to be on the list. That's good. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's next? Uh, rematches. Oh, rematches. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Is that, I can, I can think of only no, no, one that, movie and no, that's that Rocky two right now. Uh, well, <laughs> so. Well, just hey, wait, but wait till Braveheart two comes out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh, what else? Uh, well, what, isn't this this is sort of the the one where we, you know, he he's isn't he getting some celebrity? Not as much as in the third one where it's like, yes, yeah. he's no, already. But we, is, we, isn't there? He's gotten a little bit more fame in dealing with, with celebrity, and it's not yeah. all good. Yeah, guys, we have to do comas. Coma movies. Oh, okay, okay, good. Excellent. Coma okay. movies. Is it, is it comas or is it just mysterious diseases to take a oh, character out of coma? It's a coma. It's a coma. coma. Oh, I know she's full coma, but that's sort of restrictive. But okay, we'll go with coma <laughs> movies. That's fine. What you about, said coma. What about weird training methods? Because we have the chasing the chicken scene the in this chicken? one. I was thinking about, uh, you know, uh, it, movies that, unusual that indulge training? in really weird, unusual training methods. Sure. Can you think of any? Yeah. Is that, or do we already have three? Do we even need that? Well, we, we don't need it, but uh, we could do that instead. We could do, of, like, we could do coma, unconventional trainings, and rematches. Yeah. And cut. It is about winning. Yeah. Let, let's cut. Yeah. It is about because because we could do that. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> we could do that. Any of the, we got we got plenty more got- <laughs> Rocky movies coming up. Okay, so we got rematches, coma movies, and unusual training methods. Yes. Yes. All right. There it is. All, All right. right. Woohoo. All right. Is there awesome. a way I can get pay it forward back on this list? That's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Here we go. Pay it forward too. <laughs> this is pay excellent. it forward too. It's payback time. All right. What's the next thing you're going to watch? Rocky Four. Yep. That's 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 it for me too. Kind of a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> that's on deck for today. What about you, Steve? I may try and get, uh, do Roma today. Try and take a little chunk out of my Oscar list there. That's Excellent. That is a great easy choice. Easy to do. Great yes. choice. All right. Nice work, gents. Uh, pleasure uh, Saturday matinee with you. Likewise. I missed the Irish Andy today. I, there was no Irish Andy today. I'm sad. Uh, you guys threw me with your joviality this morning. It was too I, much. It was <laughs> too much. Sorry. 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 Out. So we need to be more dour in the morning to bring out the Irish <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Okay. I have no reason to perk you up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, little leprechaun Andy. (laughs) To perk us up. Uh, All right. I got to hit the road. I'll catch you guys next week. All right. See ya. Hondo. 
I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Get started today.